Well, welcome to Ortho Evidence and Orthopod. I'm here with Kishore Mulpuri, a very, very longtime friend and colleague. And right now, you've, had, you've got some pretty impressive titles, Kish. You're president of the Canadian Orthopedic Association. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And you are department chair of, uh, of orthopedics at the University of British Columbia, among a host of other leadership roles. But those ones, I think, are particularly important. And I'm hoping we can have a catch up. It's been a while since we've chatted face to face. I think, you know, we haven't been together. Well, we have been together a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> other right. than that, it's been pretty nice. So how are things? So Mo, it's great. Like, uh, incredible pleasure. Any opportunity I get to spend some time with you. And, and for listeners, if ever you think that two nerdy orthopods will meet <laughs> and talk about orthopedics, and often when I meet Mo, it's not about orthopedics. It's about life. It's about family. It's about big picture. And recently, as you posted, it's about big thinking and big ideas. So I think that's what I get inspired by talking to you. My real reason for being here today and actually, you know, setting up a time so we could have a chat is this is my last reconnect. Reconnect is something that you started with COA during your presidential year, which is amazing because what we're trying to do is really engage with our community. You and me would have the credit of being pandemic presidents for COA, like, full pandemic precedence. And I think what we both try to do in different ways, either with your Reconnect or my Stronger Together, is trying to really bring our orthopedic community together. So what's special for me is this is my absolute last stop before I go to Quebec City to for our final meeting. Isn't that crazy, though, to think about how quickly time has flown. I mean, I was there when, you know, they announced me to take over and you were with me. We were yes. talking all about yep. what life was going to be like in 2020. This would have been early, early 2020. June happens. You know, the meeting is basically last minute under, you know, really stressful times, canceled, uh, pivoted to virtual. We thought we were going to, in 2021, you know, have, have a meeting where we're going to, you know, where you're coming in, I'm going out. Basically, I would say cancel, but it was virtual again. So how does it feel for you to now really be at the first in-person meeting, but sadly, as the outgoing president, right? It's a kind of a, is it, is it bittersweet? You know, Mo, I think, I think, yeah, in some ways, but I'd say I'm really excited, really excited and looking forward to it because recently I was at Posner meeting in Vancouver. Right. The buzz in the room of people just trying to be with each other, be able to shake hand and hug some close friends. And I think it's it's special. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to my presidential, uh, you know, speaker, and that's you. I could not think of a better person. Typically, as you know, we've only had traditionally non-orthopedic surgeons, and that's why I reached out. And I want the world to know when I talk to you, as as I mentioned again, it's not orthopedics. No, we, we talk don't. About. We don't talk orthopedics. I mean, and, and this, orthopedics is the last thing on our mind. Exactly usually. right. Yeah. And and I think that's what I think. I, I I wanted to get out. So I'm super excited about that. And just to go back to what you said, I still remember when you and me met and when we talked about in 2019 your presidency and what we're gonna look at. I was so excited because I know you're a global thinker, and I was thinking that we would have COA facing globally the yeah. world to see yeah. what these 38 million people can represent the world. Yeah. But as pandemic happened, you know, it's not about the world. It's about us. It's about our community. How do we keep it connected? How do we keep it together? And you quickly pivoted to doing reconnect, which is incredibly successful. And with my stronger together, that's exactly what I tried to do, which is 
we need to bring all of our 17 medical schools together. We need to bring our provincial societies together. We need to bring our subspecialties together. In some ways, I would say the pandemic was a reset button for everyone. And I'm sure it was for you, it was for me. It got me thinking for my traditional thinking about a big picture global world to look, what do we need to do here? Because I always say charity starts at home, local to global. I think that's the opportunity I think we as a society got to really strengthen our roots in the country. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've used the word stronger together, which is your really your theme of what you've been trying to do. And we've thrown around the word reconnect. For some of those who are watching or listening, really what that was, what was the inability to travel uh, as president, which is historically you, you travel the world as president representing Canadian orthopedics. During COVID, that really has been fundamentally changed. So how do you reconnect with your organization and the members of your organization in a meaningful way? And like anybody else, we just pivoted very, very quickly to online and to what we were calling these small, you know, intimate, interactive, virtual gatherings, which at that time were just ramping up. And it was a really good time. I am wondering now, though, is, you know, is that the way forward? Because anytime you now interact with someone face to face like we are, mm-hmm. It's a different feeling, isn't it, Kish? I mean, it's different to be in someone's presence. Yeah. You know, I just visited yeah. you in, in BC. Yeah. It's different to be in the presence. I was just recently uh, out in the U.S. at the Mayo Clinic for their grad ceremony. Everyone has this. There's a buzz. And I suspect that buzz is going to continue right on through to, you know, Quebec City as we, you know, enter the, uh, you know, Canadian Orthopedic Association meeting. There's something different yeah. about being in front of people. For you, how is this your transition? I mean, like you are heading into a, a in person, but how have you been able to just fulfill the things you wanted to do? I think, Mo, I couldn't agree more with you. So I, I think the regular say, if you and me know each other, we're going to have a research meeting. In the past, what we would do is you would travel all the way or I would travel out here. I think if you've already made a connection, if it's purely business-related discussion, I think we could do as effectively as we can virtually as in person. But if you're building relationships, you're getting to know a person, you want to talk to them informally to get to know them, there is no substitute for in-person. So as a department head in the last probably, you know, again, I became a pandemic department head. So so did you, right? So many parallels between the two of us. You're chief of uh, surgery here and I'm chief of orthopedics, chair of orthopedics in UBC. But when you're getting to know people, I can't meet someone for the first time virtually. So a lot of it was either coffee or a beer yeah. uh, after hours yes. or during hours, whatever works. So I'd say I had probably about 60 to 80 one-on-one coffee or a beer discussions over the last 18 months. Yeah, And I don't think there is any substitute for that if you're really getting to know people and build relationships. It's different if you and me that have known each other for a long time we want to talk about a new initiative or something working together. We can still do it, I think, with you know whatever way we want, whatever format. But I couldn't agree more with you. When people talk about virtual, yes, we want to be planet conscious, especially planet health. We want to contribute to you know where we're not really burning a lot of gas by flying indiscriminately. But at the same time, there is a place for in-person, and it's really important. So my advice to all the young people, never pass up an opportunity to be in person face to face with someone, even though it might require a little bit of travel to go meet someone, maybe take a bike if you don't want if you don't want to drive. 
but still meeting in person there's no substitute for it yeah there's this false narrative that oh if i have to go somewhere to a meeting i'm less efficient right yeah. i mean it's yeah. almost like if yeah. i can bang in a bunch of zoom yeah. meetings in the same same number in two hour period i can yeah. get four zoom meetings done or yeah. i'll get one in-person meeting done yeah. I would pick the one in-person meeting because those four Zoom meetings were almost invariably yeah. amount to very little yeah. in terms of action, very little, yeah. because people are burnt out and they're not and they're, and they're going through the process. But when you actually have a meeting where you're going to spend 15 minutes, Kish, going somewhere yeah. and 15 minutes coming back and you've got that hour, even 30 minutes, yeah. my efficiency before the meeting is way up and my efficiency after because I'm so excited about having done yeah. something is up and during the meeting. Yeah. I have way better ideas. Yeah. That that to me has been one of the revelations for me in easily in the last five years. Like a fundamental shift yeah. in how we interact with human beings just generally. Yeah. And that's part of what I'll speak a little bit about under, you know, the catch title unthinkable, right? Because there's a lot of things we think are unthinkable to do. Yeah. And if we don't start challenging these norms, uh, I don't think we're heading in the right direction. I you know, Mo, yeah. I could not agree more with you. And I you know, like my excitement of wanting to be here and to be with you. If we did the same thing on the Zoom, would be very different. Well, I'd still be excited, but not to the same degree. No. So yeah, I mean, if it means that I'd spend an hour to drive and we, you pick me up somewhere, you bring me here yeah. and I leave, but I think the memory I'm gonna take back from this experience is hugely different from we doing the same thing on the Zoom. Oh yeah. So I, I could not, I could not agree more. And in terms of you thinking unthinkable, a big thinking, it's look. I belong to a carousel um, now as a as a president. Yeah, right. you, you were a part of the carousel. Yeah. Dare I say, if we think about it, it's G six. It's really important. It's really important tradition that we've had over the years. But if you think about the combined population of these six countries, the seven societies U.S. we have AOS and EOA that represent is less than probably eight to ten percent of the world. Yeah. So now, what do we? How can we be relevant to the 90% of the world, right? I'm not saying you go away from G6, you could still be G6, but how could G6 be relevant to the 90% of the world rather than just caring for what we do? So I think these are the kind of things that you discuss and you and me talked about it a lot uh, in the past. And, you know, we continue to have this conversation, but that those kind of conversations, just if you jump on a Zoom, it's very difficult. No, you don't get that. 